Welcome to the Dairy Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, dairy nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Adiseo, provider of Smartamine M, the best in-class rumen-protected methionine product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production. Hello, my name is Bill Weiss. Uh, this is the Dairy Podcast, and my guest today is Andre Pereira, who I didn't—I forgot to let him introduce himself before. So, Andre, please give us a, a short introduction. Hello, Dr. Bill. Thank you for having me here in the podcast. Uh, my name is Andre Pereira. I work as a dairy nutrition consultant in the Upper Midwest. Uh, with uh, I'm an independent consultant. I work with the GPS dairy consulting team in the region. So I consult and work for several farms here in the area. How, how long have you been working for those guys? Uh, not too long. I've been with them for six months now. Prior to that, I was with a, with a company working for four years in the region doing the same work. Well, well welcome. Thank you. Um, today's topic is going to be on amino acid supplementation or amino acid nutrition of lactating cows. Uh, again, what, how do you decide how much and which amino acids are you going to supplement? To, to again, let's start with uh, if you have a fresh group, how would you decide? And then we'll go into the the main lactation groups? Great question. Uh, it's, it's a tricky conversation because it takes into account economics on, on the dairy farm, right? Uh, let's, say, let's say I'm working with a farm that's making on average 70 pounds of milk and some, some good quality milk, but 70 pounds only. Uh, we might not have that conversation at that point yet on doing amino acid balancing because there could be uh, several opportunities to work on before the amino acid opportunity, right? So that's uh, economically it must be viable. And of course, it depends on the cost as well of, of what uh, creameries are paying for milk protein uh, and milk fat at that time as well. That said, when the cost is valid, the two amino acids I mostly work with are methionine and lysine in that order. Uh, but then I'm also uh, taking a really closer look at uh, the, the branch of chain amino acids, leucine, most importantly, leucine and isoleucine that come with, with some uh, animal byproducts and other feeds. And so, yeah, those are the main, main amino acids I look at. So with uh, lysine and methionine, um, you know, your predominant forage base, I assume, is corn silage and alfalfa. Yes. Um, let's say if you've got herds, good, good high-producing herds that are pre- pre- predominantly corn silage-based or predominantly alfalfa-based, are your recommendations any different on, on methionine and lysine? Yeah, most of the herds I work for are producing around 100 pounds of milk, so, and they're corn-based and alfalfa silage-based. Uh, my, what I use to work with them is just that, like, like I said in the last podcast, the ratio, uh, is just the ratio between, uh, amino acid and energy. And I try to stick to that ratio, even though there's a lot of variability in that ratio, I try to stick really closely to that ratio and see how the cows respond. Cows don't lie. As soon as they give me, they give me their answers and we move from it. 
from there. Exactly right. So cows are always right. Um, Is your primary metric then when the cows talk to your milk protein or something else, milk protein yield or something else? I see when I when I'm feeding methionine, the primary metric that I can see and we we can see really quickly is milk protein percentage. There is usually a, a strong change in that and a good response. Um, when I'm working with lysine and and the branch of amino acids, I'm looking more into the milk uh, yield responses. And of course, we have to make sure that amino acid is the bottleneck at that yield response and not some other factors such as fiber digestibility or starch digestibility, et cetera. So, do, do and I, again, you're, you're using a model to kind of come up with these, but in general, say high grain or high byproduct diets, does that change your supplementation strategy any? Or do you still just shoot for that, that ratio, depending on which would. It actually it does no. I do change my strategy. Uh, for example, if I'm using a high distillers diet, I know I'm going to have a little, a more concentrated diet on branch chain amino acids. So I can actually, I can with that strategy, I can actually reduce other sources of branch chain, such as blood meal or meat bone meal. Uh, on the other hand, if I'm using a lot of gluten feed, for example, in a diet, then I know my lysine is not going to be there. And even if it's there, it may be overcooked that it's not available. So I have to push some some stronger lysine into it. Even if the model, the numbers in the model are telling me the lysine is good, I have to go to the farm and see if it, if it even looks closely to being overcooked, that lysine is gone. So I have to supplement extra on that uh, in that. And then say if, and again, for simplicity, you might add it to all, all stages, but is there a cutoff in milk production or milk protein yield where you, you know, for a group, say a later lactation group, where you, you pull it and say it's not worth it anymore, or you just say it's simpler to put it into all the diets? Here's where all the amino acid companies are going to fight with me and be <laughs> mad at me because, uh, you know, and my, my advisors for my PhD, because I work with methionine there too. Uh, methionine is needed by all the cows, but I, I, there's always a point where the economics of it is just not viable. And I think that the cow can take, can try to get some methyl groups out of other parts of her, not even body, but of diet to replenish those groups. Uh, like I said, if if milk, for me, if milk goes under 75 pounds or if a group is under 75 pounds, that's not what I'm going to think about. I know they need amino acids, but I'm just going to think about something else. Is What else is there that's causing this milk to be lower and that we can actually use money or invest money on before we invest money on amino acids? At a sale. A global leader in nutritional solutions and the provider of Smartamine M. Visit MilkPay.com to calculate your return on investment when you balance your feed with amino acids. And to learn how Smartamine M is the product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production, component levels, and the lifetime performance of their herds. And then my, my last question here, when, when amino acid nutrition started... You know, one of the ways it was you fed supplemental RP methionine, usually lysine, 
and you dropped crude protein or dropped MP, some mm-hmm. cases substantially, do you, do you do that or do you keep MP pretty high and then you put amino acids on top of that? So uh, when I did my master's, the basics of my master's was to try to reduce nitrogen in the diets and by doing by doing amino acid balancing on that. Uh, so yes, when usually when I start a dairy, when I start working with for a dairy, uh, the dairy I'm usually actually cost neutral when I when I rebalance their diets because by taking the MP down, that crude protein down, and precisely feeding the amino acids they need, I'm usually very close to cost neutral, and I'm able to do that without any additional cost, and the results come really fast. Looking into that. Great. Well, thank you. This has been a been an interesting uh, discussion. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Bill.